Warning, this episode contains descriptions that some listeners may find distressing. I remember that this was a sunny morning when the report came that this refrigerator lorry was found close to the Hungarian border and it was not clear how many people may have died in this cargo bay. I did this job since 2002, human smuggling. In my time, I have experienced many difficult situations throughout my service. This event has certainly left its mark on me as a human being. The human smuggling OCGs have to be taken very seriously and no authorities should spare the time to detect these OCGs. Welcome to the Europol podcast, the official podcast of the EU Agency for Law Enforcement Cooperation. In this series, we shine a light on some of the biggest operations Europol has supported and how we continue to fight crime. Today's episode, Halting People Smugglers. It's the mid-2010s, and Europe is experiencing a major refugee crisis following the escalation of the war in Syria. Hundreds of thousands of people fleeing desperate circumstances are seeking shelter and refuge in EU member states. While authorities saw this as a humanitarian crisis, organized crime groups saw an opportunity. And so, a criminal market for migrant smuggling services sprang up. Multiple smuggling routes, using often dangerous transport methods, began to be exploited by organized crime groups. The price set by the criminals was in the thousands, forcing travelers to call in money from friends and family for a journey they may not even survive. In this episode, we're going behind one of the saddest and most difficult cases of the refugee crisis. This is the story of the Birkenland corpses discovery. Most of the people were walking uh, along the Western Balkan route through Serbia, uh, reaching the Hungarian border. Uh, and at the time, these OCG were operating from Kecskemét, which is between the Serbian border and Budapest, halfway. It's a summer night in August 2015, and a group of 71 refugees, 59 men, 8 women and 4 children, are waiting for a clandestine ride across the European border. The ride is facilitated by an OCG. That's an organized crime group. The OCG were sending the cars from Kecskemét to the Serbian border and from the Serbian border to Budapest using the M5 uh, motorway and then from Budapest the M1 motorway to Austria. A criminal group has agreed to take these people across the border on an eight-hour drive from Serbia into the EU in the back of a refrigerated truck. The price per passenger is thousands of euros. And this was uh, just a normal trip, uh, starting from, I think, uh, five o'clock, from Kecskemét going down, six o'clock, seven o'clock, pick up the people and uh, transport them from the Serbian border. However, this journey was doomed to end in tragedy. Typical of the types of organized crime groups involved in migrant smuggling, the smugglers had lined their pockets and had hired a cheap and unsafe vehicle to transport these people. Trapped in the back of the sealed lorry, the oxygen supply was not enough for the eight-hour trip. 
The vehicle was airtight, and breathing soon became difficult for the 71 souls on board. As the lorry traveled through Hungary and towards Austria, they started banging on the sides of the truck, shouting to the driver that they were in danger. However, the driver keeps driving, despite the desperate pleas of the people in the back of the truck. Eventually, the banging slowed and then stopped. One by one, the refugees suffocated to death as their oxygen ran out. The criminals could have prevented these deaths, yet they chose to do nothing. None of those who got in the back of that truck would reach their planned destination. 71 lives, the youngest just six, were ended in one night. This terrible sequence of events was one of the most tragic moments in the refugee crisis. The journey ended when the truck was abandoned in a part of Austria called Birchenland, giving this case its name, the Birchenland Corpses Discovery. Okay, my name is Bernhard. I'm the head of the investigation unit at the Burgenland Regional Criminal Police Office and responsible for smuggling, human smuggling and prostitution. This is Bernhard from the Austrian police and it's at his desk where the investigation into this tragedy begins. This case began for me in the midday hours of the 27th of August 2015 on this day, officers from the Potsneusiedl Motorway Police Station reported to our office that they had noticed a refrigerated lorry on the hard shoulder of the A4 motorway in Pandorf construction site area from which presumably human secretion was leaking from the side of the lorry. After opening the rear truck door, they saw many bodies in this lorry. Police in Bernhard's department were responding to public reports of a possibly abandoned lorry and a horrific smell in the area. The gruesome discovery of the bodies inside was shocking. It was already known that the time that the various human smuggling organizations used every means of transport, most of them vehicles with serious defects to bring the large number of persons further into the European Union. The criminal gangs involved in migrant smuggling are incentivized by money. They cared little for the quality of the vehicles used for transports and whether they were really safe for people to be inside. Example, the brakes doesn't work. They had motor problems. This means cases of severe overcrowding amid extremely dangerous conditions were commonplace for migrant smugglers. And they take care to avoid detection while carrying out these life-threatening journeys. During this smuggling transport, there was an escort vehicle also, and they drove along in order to be able to warn the driver of the lorry of possible police checks in Hungary or in Austria. And when the driver realized what had happened in the back of the refrigerated truck, the escort driver stepped in. He called his escort driver and they took them and they drive to Slovakia and then to Hungary in direction Romania or Bulgaria, where they are the citizen. The criminals simply fled the scene, abandoning the truck and leaving the bodies of 71 people at the side of the road. When Bernard received the reports, he acted on existing intelligence and started plotting the potential route the smugglers had used. An international investigation was soon underway. 
the international cooperation started on the day of the prime, already in the afternoon with the urgent requests to the Hungarian and later also through Europol to the other member states, especially Bulgaria, because we know that there are Bulgarian citizens involved. Hungary answered very quickly. We have to go back a little bit in the history because uh, this case was back in 2015 and 16 when I was still working for the uh, Hungarian National Police. Actually, I was the head of unit for the illegal immigration crime unit at uh, National Bureau of Investigation. Gabor is one of Europol's top experts in the field of migrant smuggling, and he was leading Hungary's investigation team in the case around the Birkenland corpses discovery. It's his voice you heard at the start of the episode. My name is Gabor Stankovic. I'm currently working for Europol's uh, European Migrant Smuggling Center as a team leader focusing on the Western Balkan route. The Western Balkan route is one of the main routes into Europe used by migrant smugglers. It refers to irregular arrivals in the EU that have come through the region. Countries such as Albania, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Kosovo, Montenegro, North Macedonia and Serbia. And actually this case and the whole Western Balkan crisis, which erupted in the summer of 2015, brought me here, uh, Europol. As one of Europe's top officers in his field, Gabor has worked on a lot of migrant smuggling cases. However, this particular case was shocking even for Gabor, despite his years of experience. Actually, we were a bit shocked. But at the same time, we were expecting it happens, unfortunately, I have to say this. This case was the flagship case during the Balkan crisis. Tens of thousands of people fleeing from Syria, flooding into the Western Balkans and continue their uh, trip to the EU. And in this regard, uh, Hungary was a main transit point uh, for the Syrian refugees. At the beginning, it was starting with the Syrians, but in the meantime, it was a mixed flow of uh, refugees and irregular migrants uh, through the Western Balkan route. When Bernard's reports hit the desk of Gabor in Budapest, he was able to immediately act on leads. He was determined to ensure this criminal gang did not get far from law enforcement. So my team immediately jumped into the intelligence and uh, start looking into the phenomena and uh, the modus operandi and uh, the potential suspects. As you know, there was only one car, one lorry with uh, 71 dead bodies found without driver. Obviously, we had some investigation leads in this regard. We tried to uh, find the organized criminal group behind this incident. The international community, the Europol and its member states, but even beyond U.S. authorities and uh, private companies started providing us with intelligence proactively. And this was really important for us because without the crime scene investigation, we were able to identify the potential group of suspects behind this event. The car was detected in the territory of Austria. But actually, the center of the operation of the organized crime group uh, was in Hungary. And at the time, my team was collecting intelligence about several criminal groups active along the Western Balkan route and through Hungary. And uh, we had uh, several wiretapping operations ongoing. 
that this will be important at a later stage because uh, we found uh, relevant conversations in our wiretap operations. Wiretaps qualify as a coercive measure and hence cannot be executed by Europol. But national law enforcement authorities do have this capability. Wiretaps come in various forms, but it's not like what you may expect. Rather than it being like a real-time monitoring of online conversations, wiretaps see data being logged and then later analysed by police. And in the Birkenland case, this was a particularly difficult feat. The criminal group, which was partly composed of nationals of Bulgaria, spoke a particular Bulgarian dialect that is not widely understood. Hungarian police therefore had to rely on human translators, and of course, they can't work around the clock. So it was absolutely not easy to understand the context and the conversations uh, between the various players. And there were many players for Gabor and his team to consider. There are key facilitators responsible for handling money flows and for recruiting migrants who want to be smuggled. Then there are those who recruit and manage the drivers who were working in shifts to transport the migrants. This is typical for migrant smuggling operations, where highly fluid criminal groups perform different services in the chain, a so-called joint venture. These networks are sometimes described as polycriminal due to the multiple illicit services they cover in the chain. At that time, we know that there were at least 20, 25 drivers. They really work in shift, meaning that they were using more than 10 cars, sometimes minivans, sometimes lorries. The criminals also exploited a legal loophole that made it harder to trace their vehicles. The main modus operandi for them uh, was to create a kind of uh, car selling business. They bought uh, what we know so far, at least 30 uh, different cars. All of them has import license plates, Hungarian import license plate, meaning that they bought the cars in Hungary and they use this import license plate valid for 30 days. They could use this license plate in the motorways until 30 days, and then they need to take the cars out of the country. So they were essentially using cars with registrations that would expire at the end of the month, making it much harder for police to follow them. You might have guessed, but the authorities have since closed this loophole. By the way, this incident and this modus operandi instigated a change in the law in Hungary to prevent the misuse of import license plates. Thanks to the sharing of intelligence between law enforcement agencies, Gabor and his team were able to identify potential suspects behind the tragedy. Hungarian police had already got a wiretap operation in place on the suspects, and so they were working round the clock to translate the wiretaps and see what they could learn about the drivers. It's still the same day of the discovery, Gabor is working fast. They use a very, very rare languages, so we could not listen them online, real-time. There was no real-time wiretapping, so technically it happened that all the conversations were recorded and then it was burned in CDs at that time, and the CDs were provided by the special tactics to the police. And we hired from the Bulgarian police, thanks to Europol, a special investigator to come to Hungary and help us in translating the conversations. 
And Europol's role in this regard was really appreciated because thanks to this deployment of the Bulgarian officer, we could understand the context of the criminal conversations. The speedy translation and analysis eventually paid off. We found one specific conversation between the driver of the lorry and his boss. We found a conversation when the driver called his boss, informing him that he was hearing that the people in the cargo bay are knocking in all woes and shouting and crying. And he was calling his boss, asking him what to do. And the key facilitator, who was the head of the organized crime group, said, don't stop, don't open the door, because if you open the door, they would run away. And you cannot collect them and you don't deliver the service. So this was the conversation that was recorded, translated, and used as an evidence against the key facilitator. Gabor had found a smoking gun in the investigation. A conversation that saw the lorry driver referring to the suffering people in the back of their truck at a time coinciding with when police expected the journey to be taking place. The criminals were apprehended in Hungary on the same day of the bodies being discovered, August 27, 2015. It exposed the brutality of the smugglers' operation. No concern for the well-being of those they transported, the lorry driver was told simply, drive on and this sealed the fate of the 71 men, women, and children in the back. While Gabor had dug out this lead, Bernhard and the colleagues in Austria had finished their forensic examination of the scene. And eventually, uh, the Hungarian authorities took over the whole investigation from Austria due to the fact that forensic examination identified that the people died even in the territory of Hungary. They calculate with the people, they calculate with the square meters, they calculate with the air in the cargo bay, and they calculate the time until the people got unconscious and then finally lost their life. The refrigerated truck, with its thick insulation, was estimated to have enough air for the 71 passengers to survive roughly two hours locked inside. However, the journey allegedly planned by the criminals would have lasted as long as eight hours. Well, from police perspective, we, do, we don't understand this behavior, to be honest. It's a reckless behavior because they, they don't calculate with the consequences. They just calculate that the people will run away and they will be captured. And they, they, he wanted to avoid to be captured by the police. Through their own short-sighted self-interest, the criminals had caused the deaths of 71 people. But Gabor was now armed with evidence and the suspects were in custody. The criminal proceedings could begin. The rapid response of police was possible because the agencies were working together. And since the victims all died whilst on Hungarian territory, the case went to Hungarian courts for prosecution. All the while, Europol and our sister agency, Eurojust, were supporting them. The significance of this case, well, this was, I think, the most serious human smuggling and homicide procedure in the Hungarian legal history. This is another Gabor from Hungary. However, this is Dr. Gabor Schmidt, 
and he was the prosecutor who worked on this case. My name is Dr. Gabor Schmidt. I work as a prosecutor at the Office of the Prosecutor General of Hungary at the Department of Priority and Corruption Crime Cases. The challenge for Dr. Schmidt was that he had a sprawling criminal network consisting of many nationalities. This was an international organized criminal group with very distinctive roles of the perpetrators and with an internal hierarchy. The Hungarian investigation had uncovered two Afghan men leading the operation. One was providing the money and organizing the transport. The other was his boss, and he was the bridge between the organized criminal groups in Hungary and Serbia. A Bulgarian citizen was also implicated, and they were responsible for recruiting and managing the drivers. That's where the little spoken dialect came in. A fourth suspect, a Bulgarian-Lebanese dual national, was the one in charge of obtaining the vehicles and handling that temporary registration loophole. They were professional and they were well organized. In all, there were 14 defendants in this case. The rest of the defendants took part in the crime as drivers, forerunners, accompanying the facilitating vehicles. In the indictment of the Chief Public Prosecution Office, 31 transports were mentioned. Each of these was unsuitable for passenger transport, with the indictment citing crowded, inhuman and excruciating conditions. Well, um, Europol and Eurojust uh, were, uh, were very, very useful and uh, provided very, uh, very relevant uh, assistance in that case uh, in um, exchanging evidence and also by organizing operational and operational meeting in The Hague. And the cooperation culminated after a year and a half of dogged investigation with the sentencing of the organizers in 2018. In the Birkenland case, prosecutors were not only going after the criminals for human smuggling charges, each life lost was counted as a homicide. In 2018, the uh, Kechkemid Court of Justice have raised the first instance verdict. In this verdict, the main perpetrators for one who were charged with homicide, they were sentenced to fixed term imprisonments each 25 years. The sentence in all for all perpetrators was uh, 155 years. But this crime was the most serious of its kind in Hungarian history. Never had such a high death toll occurred as a result of migrant smuggling. In my opinion, this sentence did not resemble the seriousness and the consequences of this crime. Therefore, I have submitted an appeal against the first instance verdict in order to aggravate the sentences. And the appeal was successful. In uh, June 2019, the Court of Appeal in the Hungarian city Saged has reached the second instance verdict. The four main perpetrators were sentenced to lifelong imprisonment, real uh, real lifelong, means they were remain in prison for the rest of their lives. And one of the four can come out on parole after 30 years. The Afghan national who led the group, the Bulgarian organizer and the driver of the lorry on the night were all given life without parole. And the other Afghan national, they will only be eligible for parole in the year 2048. 
While this is a particularly tragic case, it is sadly far from unique. Gabor and the Europol team in the European Migrant Smuggling Centre have worked with countries, EU members and those outside the EU on other similar cases. So this this was the problem. Uh, actually, uh, in my career at Europol, uh, this was not the first case. And unfortunately, I have to say, not the last case. I was involved in supporting the UK authorities in the Marrows investigation, which was about the 38 people dying in a lorry shipping from Belgium to UK. The driver forgot to put the cable into the socket. And that created a kind of uh, extreme heat inside the container. And when it was landing in UK and opened the door, it was like a steam coming out of the container. And all the migrants found in, in, in just naked because it was just too hot over there. And this was just, again, one irresponsible person forgot to connect the container into the electric system. In every case like this, the victims are the focus of the police. Our intention is to prevent lives. And we have several operations in the recent months when we've successfully prevented lives. We are always doing search and rescue. That is our responsibility. To find the lorry and immediately stop the lorry and immediately release the people out of the... We don't care about the context. We, will, we can have investigation after that. Our intention is to find the container and immediately stop the container and open the container to prevent loss of lives. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Europol podcast. Please rate and review the show and subscribe on whatever app you're using to tune in. You can also contact us via the Europol website if you have questions or comments. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Thank <laughs> you.